It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Autosport Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Kalanorkas. It was qualifying day at the 2020 Italian Grand Prix today and Mercedes flew to another 1-2 on the grid, completely unruffled by the impact of the engine mode technical directive. Lewis Hamilton finishing ahead of his teammate Valtteri Bottas to claim his 7th pole at Monza with the fastest lap in F1 history at an average speed of 164 miles an hour. But it was very close behind the top two with McLaren's Carlos Sainz Jr. third ahead of Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen falling from his third place subscription, which talks about the Spanish Grand Prix, to fifth. So joining me to discuss all of that is Motorsport.com's F1 editor, Jonathan Noble. And John, just to let the listeners know, they may well have guessed by listening to the uh, the noises in the background as we uh, as we introduce this podcast. Uh, we're attempting to record our latest bite-sized podcast hands-free as we drive back to our accommodation in Lesmo. Well, you're driving, I'm, I'm wittering on. Um, so anyway, no pressure because of that. Um, we are completely hands-free, very safe and uh, law-abiding, of course. Uh, but just make sure you don't take uh, a wrong direction like you did last night, please. Oh yeah, last night. So we were leaving the track um, last night, uh, and the, one of the um, security guards here didn't want me to go uh, through a gate that we normally come in. He wanted me to go all the way around, which I tried to do a manoeuvre, um, but a car was behind me. Um, so as I went out the other gate, he went through where I wasn't allowed to go through. So then I started following him, and then accidentally followed him into a, a, the back garden of a restaurant or something. So I don't know where he was going. But anyway, we've we've made it out of the circuit this evening with no dramas, uh, and uh, yeah, an interesting day. Not a not a total thriller, but I'd say it was an interesting day. 
It certainly was. I mean, the most dramatic moments were Lewis Hamilton's near miss with the back of the Haas. I think it was Romain Grosjean right at the end of FP3 as all the cars were, were bunching up, uh, trying to get a, a decent gap to get a really good tow. They reckon if you're under two, under three seconds sorry, behind a car behind, uh, the tow is actually very unhelpful. But if you're sort of between three, four, five seconds, it can be really, really nice for everybody who isn't a Mercedes. Basically, they did not bother with it in qualifying. Um, but yeah, the most dramatic moment of qualifying was in Q1. There was a big pack of uh, of cars. Sebastian Vettel uh, got caught out by that. Kimi Räikkönen, and Esteban Ocon nearly, well, Räikkönen nearly ran into the back of Ocon, who got such a good run at him out of Curva Grande. Uh, the Williams, Nicholas Latifi involved as well, which is all a shambles. But in the end, it didn't really matter all that much. I'm sure it mattered to those drivers, of course, but there was no repeat of the absolute farce that was the end of Q3 last year. But anyway, Lewis Hamilton, as I said, uh, both Mercedes drivers went without a tow. Bottas ran on his own, and Hamilton basically towed everybody else in the pack behind. And it was interesting to see the fact that the Mercedes team... Hamilton said they were bang on with their tactics because they just went for their final runs in Q3 with over five minutes left, which is very rare because normally you want to stay in the garage, get the best of the track conditions when everything's completely rubbered in. So, yeah, were you impressed by uh, by what Mercedes did there considering what happened last year? I think it was a statement of confidence about their form, basically. Two impacts on it. One, one I think they had come to the conclusion that having a, a clean lap, getting the tyres in the right temperature window, not being stressed by someone else not risking compromise and being in the position being in the position they're in um, made perfect sense rather than trying to gamble on a toe when they don't really need two or three temps um, their advantage is pretty considerable around here so it was a, a statement of um, confidence from them but I think that also helped um, in especially Q3 kind of pass about drama because um, there weren't any shenanigans at the front the Mercs were happy to be at the front of the pack. It meant everyone else could kind of fall into place behind them. Um, but if if we'd had a, a bit of a tussle at the front and Mercedes had been under threat, then I'm sure it would have been a, a few more shenanigans going on. Absolutely. Well, just to let the listeners know, we've passed uh, we've passed a sort of sports complex on the outside of the, the Monza Park circuit, which I happen to know now because I'm getting my geography up to speed. My first visit for the F1 uh, weekend here at Monza. I did come to a TCR international race back in 2015 here, where equally there were absolutely no fans. But anyway, um, I know that that is uh, at the second chicane, the uh, Della Rosia chicane, because I spotted that as I was on my track run. I was around the track, uh, very much enjoyed that. Interesting to note that you can see spots of rubber flicked up from the cars and from the track sticking onto the, the bridges and the advertising boards which I thought was particularly interesting particularly at that point where there's a big, uh, big Emirates banner other airlines are available of course um, but yeah getting back to, to Lewis Hamilton he didn't seem very happy in the press conference um, I asked him a question about uh, did he miss uh, the party modes which he then denied first of all that they perhaps even ever had one and also that someone else had called it that even though we know that it was Hamilton himself who coined that, coined that phrase at an event for his own team sponsor uh, ahead of the 2018 season so that was, that was a little bit strange but you know we'll take Lewis at his, at his word but it was just interesting to to hear he just wasn't in a, in a very good mood I mean I've had it said that apparently he isn't the particularly nicest of places in that press conference room where they've got it all set up I think the driver's quite isolated and, and things like that but yeah just uh, interesting to, to know that he wasn't totally happy yeah, it was a bit baffling, really, when you've when you've had that dominant performance on the you know this was the day where they'd find out the impact of this this new engine mode ban. Um, I think some of the rivals are hoping it would it would peg them back. So to have delivered that performance, to have edged out Valtteri by that little margin, to have kind of rubbed everyone else's noses in it, it was slightly baffling that he seemed to be in a fairly downbeat mood, really. So I don't know if someone had said something to him beforehand or he hadn't 
had asked for something and it hadn't happened. Um, yeah, slight, slightly strange. And he's always um, on that whole party mode thing. It was an event for Mercedes title sponsor Petronas in Italy just before the 2018 season started. Uh, and the quote from Lewis was, you know, we have these, these modes that I like to call um, the party mode, which is where it came from and where it stuck. So but then he's always denied that... Um, always denied they had it and always denied that he said it so always always interesting these things when drivers say something and then try and distance themselves from it yeah particularly interesting one there um but uh you know as you said Bottas edged out again but just just quickly on on Bottas and still on the the party mode stuff it was interesting to hear he he said uh Oh, uh, so I've got it. I've got it written down here. I'm not sure how happy Red Bull is now with the engine change. So he certainly was at least uh, happy to get a little bit punchy, as it were. Yeah, I think Mercedes feel that um, the motivation behind this uh, change hasn't come from Ferrari. Um, I mean, we know Ferrari are working with the FIA to try and clamp down on policing of power units and offer advice on where certain manufacturers may be doing things. Um, so we know they're involved in that. But I think Mercedes feel that Red Bull have been pushing quite hard on this um, move to get the party mode banned. I think Red, that they feel, Red Bull feel that the gap on Saturday is too big. They're better on Sundays. So if they could you know, be more in the mix on a Saturday, it would transform their race chances. Um, it's not played out that way. I think tonight Red Bull will be you know, disappointed about how this has played out because um, the advantage of Mercedes looks just as big. And if it is correct what Mercedes are saying that um, their race pace their race times have been reduced and they're going to be much better on Sundays it could be a pretty miserable afternoon for everyone other than Mercedes tomorrow Indeed yes Max Verstappen down in fifth on the grid it's interesting to hear him oh we're passing a place I believe we might go for dinner later which is a sort of a joint pizza and a joint sushi restaurant which is um, an interesting combination but nevertheless both sound delightful um so anyway sorry just uh, just giving you a little insight into where we are in lesmo uh, it's called uh, yeah anyway um sorry to to, to move back to uh, to max Verstappen. yeah it was interesting radio message where he said that um even as he was running in the toe he wasn't he wasn't gaining when it came to his rivals so clearly not not a happy situation uh, with red bull and Verstappen. again albon um qualifies uh, qualifies well behind him but i think helmut marco saw some quotes flying around to say that the the gap that he saw between albon and Verstappen was uh, was encouraging and obviously you know things are they're not heaping pressure on albon still but nevertheless let's um let's go on as i know i can tell by the, the hills we're suddenly going up um, and we're getting close to our airbnb so let's let's chat about um the big sort of happy story of qualifying and, and the driver in the top three press conference that seemed pretty delighted to be there carlos science jr third for mclaren said he was shaking after his first run in Q3. What was that all about, John? No, shaking after the final run uh, ah, in, I see. In, in Q3. So he'd uh, it'd been in the mix all, you know, in the morning. They'd been very fast in in um, final practice. Uh, all looked good. Then th- through Q1 and Q2, he'd, he'd done very good. It was, it, was, it was definitely in that mix for a decent position. And it was obviously all going to come down to the, um, the final run in Q3. I'll let you just negotiate oh, this this, really this particularly bad. awkward junction that leads onto the road down to our, our accommodation. But anyway, John, we've, we've safely made it through. So uh, he knew he had to put it all on the line in, in Q3. And then if you watch the onboard footage on the exit of Lesmo, uh, he gets sideways. Um, and that's obviously with the margins being so tight in Formula 1 this days, you know, that could have been enough to be the difference between third and sixth or seventh. Um, so he thought, I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to do something super special now. Um, 
he braked as late as he did for Ascari and he went through the Ascari chicane and thought to himself, whoa, that was right on the edge. Uh, and he did the same at Parabolica um, to the absolute limit. And I think he felt that you know, that was, you know, had to lift himself to find something special for those final corners. So I think it was a great, great result for him. And, you know, he fully deserves it after that frustration of Spa last weekend when the race was over before it even started. Absolutely. Well, we have arrived, John. I'll let you park up. Maybe we'll just get through one more topic before we go into the house uh, for the listeners. Now, um, we probably should talk about the home team again, Ferrari. Another another bad day, let's face it. I think they are probably better than they were at Spa. But nevertheless, Sebastian uh, Vettel knocked out in Q1, as I said, caught up in all that chaos at the Parabolica. Actually abandoned his final run in Q1, but it's P17. Charles Leclerc only makes it through to the next segment which he does uh, he does end up being knocked out of in P13 and another another disappointing day for Ferrari and I guess a pretty judging by what I sort of saw on the, the averages the long run times that, that we crunched last night it's not going to be a particularly easy race but it might not be quite as bad as Spa which I guess is is something yeah they've had a tough they've just not been able to get on the pace this weekend um, both were complaining about lack of grip yesterday that the car's difficult to drive, there's no confidence on corner entry. Uh, and I think it's the same case today. I think Sebastian could have done better. Um, he got caught out by the Alphas. The Alphas are trying to push themselves up the queue today, um, and it caught Sebastian out. Um, so they weren't in the right position for traffic, just to further compound their problems. So I think they're slightly more competitive than they were in Belgium, despite having, um, I think it's a worse grid grid position cumulatively. Um but, I mean, it's, it's again, you've got to go back to the mid-80s. I think it's the 84 Italian Grand Prix to find a time where Ferrari didn't qualify in the top 10 at Monza. So these are these are tough days for Ferrari. Um, but I think they'll, they'll somehow be glad to, um, you know, get through these next two weekends, amazingly, because even though they're home races and even though, you know, we're heading to Ferrari's 1,000th race and celebrations, um, they're not here to mark milestones. They're here for victories and success. And at the moment... That's an awfully long way away. What sort of race are you expecting tomorrow, John? It's interesting. I asked Hamilton whether he thought it'd be another time management affair, and his reply was uh, fairly, uh, fairly clear. Yeah, they, they generally tend to be. He said, but um, it's it, it's hot here. He said, but there's no high speed corners, so it shouldn't be that people will be worrying about their tires just suddenly going off. But there will be some time management because there always is. But it's going to be a two horse race in the in the long run averages on Friday. The Mercedes cars were just gone on every type of tyre. So I guess we really have to hope that in terms of an interesting spectacle at the front, Bottas takes it to Hamilton, and then behind we'll see what Verstappen can do against uh, against the racing points and the McLarens and that almighty scrap uh, for third place. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a kind of a race of do we call it two halves or yeah or a two horse race or whatever you want to say. The two Mercs are going to be gone. No one's going to be close to them tomorrow. Um, in effect you know their only chance of a downfall is if the pair of them push each other to do silly things um but that's unlikely to happen so you know you'd hope you know Bottas makes a fight of it tomorrow and doesn't sit back and gets his elbows out and we have a bit of a ding dong at the front because I think it would be fantastic um we haven't really had a proper proper nail biter battle between this pair of them that has gone on all race um so it'd be good to see that then behind it I think it's really really open um, you know the signs. The McLaren's got very low drag, so good top speed, which you know could be a benefit either if signs drops back at the start and wants to come through, or keeping cars behind. Perez, they seem to have had a much better day, um, and if the Merck engine mode in, in the race is much better, it could be good for him. 
Um, Max is always a threat. You know, he's he's you know confident. He's he's good enough to finish third. So he'll just have to do a bit more work to get there. And I think even Daniel Ricciardo, um, you know, really bullish on his long run pace. Felt just today they they were only lacking a little bit that made the difference in grid position. So I think tomorrow, um, hopefully we've got two fascinating battles, a, a, a decent one at the front between the two Mercs, and then this absolute ding-dong fest of racing and banging wheels and overtaking and strategy calls that gives us a bit of real entertainment um, behind them. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I can back up uh, Ricardo's thoughts on his long run pace because when we went through the averages, uh, he was quicker than Verstappen on the medium tyres. It'd be interesting to see how the Renault gets on, but yeah, I think that was a little bit, a little bit of disappointment uh, when it came to qualifying for that team. But anyway, John, thank you very much. Uh, we'll wrap things up there, and uh, thanks to everybody listening along. Now, just before we go, we'd like to remind you that the latest issue of Autosport magazine came out on Thursday and is available on the supermarket shelves and in newsagents, as well as on the doormats of subscribers. There'll be a new issue of the magazine for you to pick up every Thursday, packed of news, analysis, and the usual stunning photography. And of course, if you want unlimited access to Autosport from the comfort of your home, visit autosport.com plus to find out how to subscribe to our digital package. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Autosport Podcast. Music is 6am by Trilo, written by Marcus Simmons. See soundcloud.com slash music. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When I deployed, I didn't realize that even the air I was breathing was dangerous. Since coming home, I've watched friends get sick and struggle to get the support they deserve. But now, that's finally changing. We're eligible for new VA health care and benefits based on when and where we served. Even though I feel okay, I'm going to apply. For my sake and for my family. Learn more and apply today. Visit va.gov PACT. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.